Welcome to Beyond Your Why podcast, where we go beyond just talking about your why and actually help you discover and then live your why. You see, we believe that knowing your why, that driving force behind every decision you make and every action you take is the essential first step to really knowing yourself. It allows you to move forward faster and have a bigger impact. If you're already a fan of the show, then you know that every week we talk about one of the nine whys, and then we introduce you to somebody with that why so you can see how their why has played out in their life. This show will be more powerful for you if you've already discovered your why. If you still need to do that, head over to whyinstitute.com and discover your why today. It'll only take you about five minutes. Now let's meet today's guest. Welcome to Beyond Your Why podcast, where we go beyond just talking about your why and actually helping you discover and then live your why. So if you're a regular listener, you know that every week we talk about one of the nine whys and then we bring on somebody with that why so you can see how their why is played out in their life. And so today we're going to be talking about the why of better way. So if this is your why, then you are the ultimate innovator. You constantly seek better ways to do everything from the most mundane task of brushing your teeth to improving the rocket fuel that powers the space shuttle. You can't stop yourself. You take virtually anything and want to improve it, make it better and share your improvement with the world. You invent things and take what has already been invented and improve that too. You constantly ask yourself the question, what if we tried this differently? What if we did this another way? You contribute to the world with better processes, better systems and operate under the motto, often pleased, never satisfied. You are excellent at associating and taking from one industry or discipline and applying it to another, always with the aim of improving something. You generally operate with a high level of energy because after all, that too is a better way. So today I've got a great guest for you. You're going to love her. Her name is Chloe Weber. She developed an interest in public health and medicine after being diagnosed with cutaneous, I'm going to say it wrong, leishmaniasis. Well, she'll tell us what it is. Leishmaniasis. (laughs) Yeah, in high school. As one of the first cases diagnosed in Costa Rica, Chloe was drawn to study ecology and evolutionary biology at CU Boulder, where she began to understand how diseases evolve along with us and the deep connection between humans and our environment. Eventually, Chloe was drawn to Chinese medicine as a way to address public health issues. She graduated with a master's of oriental medicine from Southwest Acupuncture College in Boulder and spent time studying at another word I can't say, Hingguang University Hospital in China. After graduating, Chloe co-founded a nonprofit sliding scale walk-in Chinese herb clinic called Urban Herbs. When Chloe's son, Remy, was diagnosed with a rare and debilitating genetic disorder, she decided to extensively study integrative neurology and functional medicine and has motivated her to find ways to help children with neurodevelopmental issues and seizures. Chloe is currently the CEO and co-founder of Radical Roots, a Chinese herb company on a mission to make superior hemp and herb products and Remy's Revenge resource website. Chloe, welcome to the podcast. That was a mouthful. Holy cow. That was quite a mouthful. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what else is on there? Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I'm really excited to chat with you. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So I know I pronounced some of those words incorrectly. First of all, let's get that straight. You were diagnosed with what? Cutaneous leishmaniasis. So it's a parasitic disease that spread through sand flies. Um, so I went on, I was lucky enough that I went on this like outward bound trip to Costa Rica 
And I came back to the States and I had these weird bug bites on my arm and a couple on my face and they just kept getting worse and worse. And ultimately they got biopsied, sent to the CDC (laughs) and the CDC knew me by my first name when I was 15. So that was a cool uh, little, (laughs) little thing for me to get. But yeah, so I had this crazy parasitic disease that is pretty common in other parts of the world, but had never been found in Costa Rica. It's not something you see in the States. But I was forced onto a chemotherapy for a while, had to do wow. home instruction, went a little crazy, but it was overall, it was, you know, a very important learning lesson for me in my evolution as a human. <laughs> so let's go back. Now you were born where, where were you born? And then take us a little bit on your journey because it's a very fascinating journey. Um, so I was born in New York. Uh, I'm a Brooklyn girl born and raised. <laughs> so that's something I'm very proud of. Uh, I, yeah, so I, I was always a soccer player. I was always, you know, the captain of the soccer team. I always loved playing with kids, went to summer camp, did the whole thing and was very adventurous growing up. And so that's how I convinced my parents with lots of begging and crying to send me to Costa Rica on this outward bound trip. So that was when I was about 14. So my sophomore year of high school was spent in home instruction dealing with the ramifications of this tropical disease. But it was such an interesting thing for me because it was this crazy juxtaposition of going to Costa Rica where I was just blown away by the natural beauty, by people living in such, you know, remote circumstances, you know, without toilets and running water and whatnot. And they were just happier than anybody I'd ever met (laughs) in America um, to going home coming back to the States and being sick and having this crazy next part of that journey. So it was a very interesting dichotomy and it really shaped how I started looking at life because it was like, you know, if this one girl from Brooklyn can end up with a rare tropical disease on a first name basis with the CDC, like we don't know what's ahead of us. We never know what's guaranteed. Tomorrow is certainly not guaranteed. And so that was something that I really learned at that time. And that's something that's I've taken with me every day ever since. But so through that, then I went to college at CU Boulder. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was really fascinated with the fact that due to our interactions with the environment, diseases were spreading like leishmaniasis into new environments and affecting different people. And, you know, it really was interesting sort of how global warming and how our actions were affecting, you know, the spread of disease. So that's what I studied. And obviously, who knows what you go into work for with that when you're done. So I sort of bumbled around and ultimately got into Chinese medicine, which uh, was a very fortunate stumble into that field. And it's really been one of the great loves of my life and one of the greatest honors that I could have to practice this medicine that's been handed down through their thousands of generations and millions of healers who, you know, have really given so much to the health of our society. So So take us to that moment where you said, huh, I've got to get into Chinese medicine. How did that happen? (laughs) Well, so I had done acupuncture before for um, quitting smoking and for allergies when I was younger. So I knew a little bit about it. My parents were hippies, so I've had some experience. I wasn't scared of it, but I really wanted to go back to school for public health. And the problem with public health was that I also really wanted to, because again, I wanted to find a better way. There are all these (laughs) public health issues. And and so I went to a hospital 
and I was volunteering there and all I was seeing was, you know, they were just putting band-aids on things, you know, like here's a medication. It's going to cover up this issue, but then you're going to have these side effects. We're going to get another band-aid. We're going to put that on top of there and keep going. And, you know, I love Western medicine. I think it has its place and its strengths, but it also has its weaknesses. So public health is amazing and something that I've always been really interested in, but it doesn't give me the hands-on experience of working with people and seeing what I'm doing and how that affects a person. And I also just like people in general. So that was something I really wanted to have. So once I, I literally stumbled into the Colorado School of Traditional Chinese Medicine in Denver. And it's just like, it's like Hogwarts School of Magic. I mean, it's like completely bonkers. Like you go in there and there's all these Chinese herbs everywhere. And so I started looking into Chinese herbs and realizing what an incredible system of medicine it is and how it's really customizable pharmaceuticals and how safe they are and how effective they are. And then acupuncture, of course, I'd already had and I'd known how powerful it was. So I signed up really on a whim and it's been just an incredible journey ever since. Wow. So there was no like, uh, hey, I've got this problem. That's why I've got to go into this uh, to look at Chinese herbs. It was just, huh, that's interesting. And it seems like it might be a better way to customize what we're doing instead of giving everybody the same thing. Exactly. I mean, I looked at the Chinese herbs in particular, and I was just like, this is a better way of doing medicine. This just makes more sense, you know, than just, you know, if we're having symptoms, if we're having a disease, if we're having headaches, if we're having menstrual cramps, whatever it is, that's our body telling us something, you know, it didn't make any sense to me to just shove those symptoms down that doesn't that's not how the body works so chinese medicine really honors the natural ecology of the body and supports everybody as an individual and respects everybody's individual differences and challenges and strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. so most of us are not going to be going to chinese medicine school so tell us what it was like going to school for that So Chinese medicine school is much more rigorous than I realized when I signed up. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's essentially the course equivalent of four and a half master's degrees in three years. So they have us studying like crazy. And then on top of it, you're learning a lot of stuff in Chinese. And a lot of it is just outside of our typical Western paradigm. We're talking a lot about yin and yang and you know, the five elements and these herbs and how they work together. And they have a whole different language for talking about health and wellness and life. Um, And a lot of it's based on Taoism, which is something that I've always really resonated with. But essentially, for I remember one of my teachers for the first year, he said, you know, for the first year, you just memorize, just study and memorize. And then one day it's going to click. And you'll see everything in the world a different way. And you'll understand all of it. And I remember just being like, this dude is crazy. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? And then one day it just all fell into place. And I was like, oh, no wonder I have, you know, these tendencies and these allergies and these things. Those all fit together in a pattern of disharmony that's in, you know, like that's been described in Chinese medicine for thousands of years. So it's really is such an incredible system, but it is not easy it's not easy to study. Herbs were really, really hard for me to study because you learn them in pinyin, which is like the Chinese name. Luckily, they didn't expect us to be able to get the tone right because 
I am tone deaf when it comes to Chinese. I like, there's no way I can do it. But learning, you know, hundreds of herbs and herbal formulas in Chinese was just so hard for me. And I think that that's one of the reasons I became such an avid herbalist because I'm not used to having to struggle with anything. So I sort of got stubborn and, and figured out how to master it or, you know, I'll be working on mastering it for the rest of my life, but to get pretty good at it. <laughs> so how many herbs are there? Mm. How many Chinese herbs are there? So I used to have a, I had that a sliding scale herb clinic. So we would carry normally about 350, 400 herbs at a time. Wow. And so, well, take us through what goes on in your mind when you are evaluating somebody with, let's just say they're getting migraine headaches and you're going to take them through figuring out what's going on with them and finding a better way for them to get healthy. What goes on in your mind? So in Chinese medicine, we really are looking at the underlying patterns beneath the disharmony that you're seeing. So in the example of migraines, like one common pattern of migraine is stress, right? So that could be in Chinese medicine, stress is correlated with stagnation within the body. Things aren't flowing freely. So you'll see somebody who's like sighing a lot, who's getting irritable. It's like classic sort of PMS is like the stress stagnation. We call it liver cheese stagnation. But so in that pattern, the stress can sort of build up and then cause some irritation to the head and cause some migraines because the energy is kind of inappropriately rising to the head in a way that's not, that it's not supposed to. So we can look at that underlying stress. We can talk to you about what's going on. What are the triggers? How's your digestion? How's your sleep? We're looking at really like every aspect of a person's life and vitality. You know, what are you eating? What are you drinking? How are you feeling? Do you like your job? Like all of it. So, you know, stress might be one of the things that's contributing to migraines. Hormones are another common thing that are contributing to migraines. So those are all different patterns of disharmony within Chinese medicine. And they're, you know, they can be translated into Western medicine, but the way that we view it and the way that we look at the whole system together in terms of your spirit, your mind, your body, and, you know, and really your diet, your exercise, all of it you know, is very, very different than Western medicine. But what we'll do is we'll see sort of what's out of balance. And then we will take herbs that'll support, we're sort of looking at the different elements of the body. So it's always really fun trying to explain Chinese medicine. But so basically we look at the body as a microcosm of the macrocosm. So back, you know, three, 4,000 years ago when Chinese medicine was developed, they were describing pathogenic factors within the body through elemental descriptions. So like we talk about wind in the body, wind in Chinese medicine is either it can be like an external invasion, like a cold or a flu, or it can be like a tick or a tremor most, you know, or like epilepsy, some sort of neurological disharmony. You know, we'll talk about phlegm, which just could be like a buildup of phlegm in the body or coldness, dampness, heat. Um, so we talk about different pathogenic factors and then we talk about different elements and how those are working within the body. So it's really just all looking to get the body back into homeostasis. Mm. If that explanation makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It's like, there's a, a set on the thermometer that you want your house to be at whatever it is, 70 degrees and something's keeping it at 75 or 65 or whatever. And we'll figure out what that is. And then how do you know 
which herbs to give somebody to make that happen. If you got 350 choices, it's just <laughs> mind numbing to me. Um, we study a lot, but we do herbal formulas, which I think is really the strength of our medicine is that it's not just one herb, one issue, ailment, you know, it's the combination of these herbs and how they're working together to support you and what's going on in your body right now. So, you know, again, we have classical formulas. So say for migraines, if that's coming from stress, you might use a formula like free and easy wanderer, danger, Shaoyasan, which is classically used to move the liver chi, alleviate stress, and then also support digestive function. So we know that those, you know, that's full of, I think it has six or seven herbs that are used to sort of move the chi, support the blood flow and support digestion. But from that classical formula, then we can also say, you know, actually they need more of this herb or, you know, I want to add in some other herbs that are going to really anchor it because they're having really severe migraines and we need to get this done, <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, so we sort of can tailor these classical formulas to whatever's going on. Mm. Now, this became personally important to you later on, right? Or maybe was that before you went to school with your son? Tell us about your son. Um, so my son, Remy. Uh, so my mission when I was in school was always to start a sliding scale Chinese herbal clinic because everybody knows about acupuncture in America at this point, but people don't really understand the, the strength and the value and the beauty of Chinese herbs. So that became my obsession. I wanted everybody to have access to this because it's so easy, right? You know, you can come in, I can do an evaluation on you in 20 minutes and have you go home with your own medicine that's going to help you with very, very little risk of any sort of side effects whatsoever. So that was my mission. And so I started Urban Herbs a couple months after graduating Chinese medicine school. And then I had my son two months later. So Remy was... Around 10 months, we got referred to early intervention because he wasn't really sitting well yet and he wasn't rolling. He wasn't hitting some of the milestones. And then at 12 months, he was referred to genetics and neurology. And that's when, you know, you know, it's sort of a shit show <laughs> if you're being sent there. So, so it was clear that it was a bigger deal. And ultimately, I left that business and took Remy back home to Brooklyn and uh, started, you know, spending two years really where we were searching for answers for him, trying to get a diagnosis. He was doing 20 hours of early intervention therapies a week. I was doing another 20 hours of therapy with him a week. We were going to osteopaths and cranial sacral and developmental pediatricians, geneticists, like every freaking doctor <laughs> that you could possibly imagine. And then finally, he was diagnosed with a super rare genetic disorder when he was two and a half. Uh, or about three, and it's called STXBP1. So this disorder is so rare that A, it doesn't even get a name. It's just named after the mutated gene. So that's always fun. Mm -hmm. And then also the doctors literally are just like, you know, there's 400 kids in the world. We don't have anything for you. Um, you know, and this is a child who has significant challenges. He's got, you know, very severe epilepsy. He's got cognitive disability, ataxia, apraxia, Parkinsonian-like tremors. Um, I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking. You know, he's nonverbal. He's just started walking and he's almost seven. But so when I, you know, when you get that diagnosis, as a mom and an herbalist, I was like, okay, well, what are my options here? 
seizure meds don't seem to help many of the children with his disorder and seizure meds also dull neuroconnectivity, which is not something I'm very eager to do on my three-year-old who's just starting to learn how to crawl after thousands and thousands of hours of therapy. So I started looking into hemp and CBD and cannabis medicine for epilepsy. And then I started trying all different products on the market and some of them were good. Some of them were not good at all. Um, I started learning more and more about it as an herbalist and stopped my feet for a while. I even emailed a couple of the big companies offering to help them out, write formulas for them for free because I wanted to, you know, as an herbalist, I really just wanted to use the Chinese herbs to potentiate the actions and make it stronger so that, you know, hemp medicine in particular, like, you know, if you're having good quality CBD, it's an expensive supplement because it's not easy to grow. There's a lot of headaches. There's a lot that you have to go through in order to just keep a a CBD company alive, which I wasn't aware of before starting one. But, um, (laughs) but so to me, I was like, you know, the beauty of herbal medicine is using these herbs together. You know, this is what thousands of years of Chinese medicine has taught me, you know, let's combine these actions and make it stronger. So eventually I stopped my feet long enough and decided finally that I would just make my own company and create superior supplement line for kids like Remy and adults like me who are under extreme stress. <laughs> yes, that sounds very stressful. How were you able to deal with all of that? I mean, that just seems overwhelming to have that many things going on and no answers. Yeah, it, um, it was certainly impressively challenging. You know, it's been a really crazy trip with Rem. You know, I think I'm really lucky because I had the experience of having leishmaniasis when I was younger. And I think that that taught me, you know, as I said, you know, nothing's promised for tomorrow. And having to learn that lesson when it comes to your child, because Remy, due to his seizures, is at risk of, you know, leaving me sooner than most kids, which is something that I'm still working on. But, you know, having to process that also gives you a certain amount of freedom in your life in an odd way, because it's like, you know, if you realize the depth of not having tomorrow guaranteed, then why wouldn't you go as big as you can possibly go? Like, why wouldn't you love as hard as you can possibly love? Why don't you just throw yourself at it? Because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow anyway. So as hard as it was, and as hard as it has been, you know, at the end of the day, I just have the most beautiful little boy and, you know, he deserves all the love in the world and he also deserves to have a happy mom. And so I do the best that I can to honor that. And some days it's, I'm on point and some days it's a hell of a lot harder, but we've gotten through, I think, hopefully some of the tougher times and, uh, you know, I've also gotten a lot of help along the way. You know, I found a lot of, I've taken Remy all over the world. I take him to a neurologist in Ecuador for a month, twice a year. I take him to the Family Hope Center in Philadelphia, who I recommend for every single family with a child with any sort of learning disability. I've taken him to Dr. Malolo and, you know, I've taken him all over. And so it's also been a really exciting learning experience for me. I feel like I'm very uniquely primed for this challenge and you know, in some way we were well paired together. So I try and live up to that honor. (laughs) Wow. And so in the middle of all of that, you start Radical Roots. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) right. It's a better way. 
So tell us all about Radical Roots. What is Radical Roots? So what I, you know, as I was saying, I wanted to combine the Chinese herbs with the highest quality hemp medicine that I could. So I found a farmer in Longmont, Colorado, who does next to no-till farming techniques. He just rotates eight cover crops. So it's really, you know, honoring the ecology of Colorado. It's helping build topsoil. It's, you know, super clean, really obsessive, really lovingly grown hemp. I mean, the guy even goes up to the mountains and gets you know, mythical healing spring water and brings it down on a truck to water the plants. It's like, it's absolutely insane. And then I wrote Chinese herbal formulas that would, you know, so how we were saying that there are different patterns of disharmony that lead to one outcome, like in a migraine. So what I did was I looked at like the five main things that people are looking to hemp medicine for. So one is neurological conditions. That formula is Remy's Revenge. So I wrote a formula that's focused on, you know, calming the wind, you know, calming sort of that static in the brain in Chinese medicine. So that was one of the formulas. But then the other things that people are often using hemp medicine for are like pain management. So I wrote a formula that's focused on pain management based off of the herbal functions of Chinese medicine. And also there's Western research on all of these herbs as well. So it's not just like woo woo goodness. There's plenty of research behind all of them. Uh, We did one for anxiety and stress. So like with anxiety and stress, it could be that you're working too much. It could be that you're too worried and your mind's going all the time. So we sort of looked at those different patterns and tried to write formulas that were going to support all of those patterns in a safe way so that you could take something off the shelf because customizing the herbal formulas is always my favorite way to do it, but we also need to scale it so that more people can have access to it. So that's sort of what we did for the line. And, you know, we've expanded and done, I'm like looking at the herbs, we've expanded and done a couple of new formulas that don't have CBD in it to support people who aren't able to do that. We do have low levels of THC in all of our formulas Uh, because I believe the whole plant medicine is far superior and the THC is an important cofactor in order to potentiate the actions of the hemp. So we don't have any THC-free CBD products. So I wanted to make some herbal products for people who get drug tested or who are, you know, uncomfortable using hemp products. So for the listeners, how Chloe and I got together was my office is in a building called the Optimum Building. And the gentleman that owns this building is a guy named Matt Finkelstein. And he's a better way guy like us as well. But he's kind of like me, at least on steroids. And he's switched the words from better way to way better. (laughs) So if it's not way better, he doesn't want it in everything that he does. I'll have him on the podcast here in a little bit. So every product everything in this building has to be the best of the best. And so he has radical roots here. And so I was looking at the radical roots and then I talked to Michaela, the gal that brought them in and she's the one that connected me to you, Chloe. And so now I've been taking your products and I love them. I'm taking the immortal all-star and I'm also taking flow state. So what are those? Well, first of all, thank you. I love our products too. And they are, you know, the level of detail that I've gone into with these products is pretty psychotic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I really genuinely like, it's a complete honor to me as a practitioner and as a human for people to 
trust me enough to take the products that I create. Like I take that honor, you know, as I said, in terms of Chinese medicine, in terms of being a practitioner, in terms of being a mom, I take that honor very, very seriously. So there's never a time that I will ever cut a corner when it comes to my business. But yeah, so Immortal All-Stars. So we did a sort of biohacking line for Bulletproof because we were going to be in the conference and all this stuff. So Immortal All-Stars is one of those. So that one doesn't have any hemp in it. And it is basically, I was looking to make sort of like a, an anti-aging formula because that's a big biohacking thing. And also we're all just so run down and deficient at this point. So that formula is great. It's got reishi in it which is incredible for immune health. It's got husha wu, which is known to blacken the hair. It's like infamous for that. It's got a bunch of other mushrooms that help with immune support, but it helps with energy. It's got a little bit of ginseng. It's basically an overall tonic. It's like, it's going to give you that power to get you through that day. It's going to keep you feeling your best day in and day out for as long as you can. You know, it's to me, it's not about living forever. It's about, you know, making sure that I'm optimizing every day and living my life to the fullest, you know, and that, that formula definitely packs a punch. It's amazing how strong they are. And then flow state's probably one of my favorite formulas. So that's actually based off of the formula I referenced earlier, uh, Danjo Shaoyao-san. It's called Free and Easy Wander. It's probably one of the most commonly prescribed Chinese herbal formulas in all of history. So that one helps alleviate stress. So it's encouraging the free flow of qi and blood throughout the body. And then it also supports digestion because in Chinese medicine, stress and digestion are always on that same axis, which is the same in Western medicine. They're just finally learning that. Uh, but um, So you're never going to have something that's going to go on in your stress that's not going to in some way affect your digestion and vice versa. So that formula actually has been shown to have very powerful anxiolytic properties. So it helps with anxiety. It has neuroprotectant properties. And then I added some herbs that increase BDNF, which is brain-derived nootropic factor. So it helps actually helps your brain grow and get stronger and be more effective. So that one is one of my favorite formulas. We have that in CBD and without CBD. So a lot of times what I do is I'll sort of I've been having fun because, I mean, obviously I have all the products, but I get to like mix and match them, which is really like fun for me. So like Immortal All-Stars, sometimes I'll take with our complete spectrum hemp because I want the hemp, but I want the Immortal All-Stars. And then I get the best of both worlds or like flow state is for stress. But sometimes if my stress is affecting my digestion more, then I'll add middle management and take that with it. Or if I'm just more tired, then I'll take that with Revive or with uh, the Immortal All-Stars. So it's sort of fun to get to mix and match a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you mentioned that your level of detail is borderline psychotic for the products that you make and the way you formulate them. Tell us a little bit about that. Give us an example. What do you mean? Um, you have a perpetual smile on your face. Uh, every time I talk to you, you're just smiling as you're talking. So for those of you that cannot see Chloe, she's, <laughs> she's always smiling as she's talking. So there's something going on back there. And I know it's, you've got some knowledge of what you're talking of the way you're doing this that we don't have. So fill us in a little bit on this level of detail. It's gotta be well, a better way. There's a better way. Well, I mean, I, again, I would say, The secret sauce is Chinese herbal medicine. And I will always 
bow down to the fact that like you know as i said it's we this is a continual medical lineage that has gone on for thousands of years and so to me there's just no better medical system in the world than chinese herbal medicine and trust me i've been all over the world (laughs) checking out every medical system i can find so for me the main secret sauce is the chinese herbs but also the people who grow the herbs you know all of our herbs especially the chinese herbs are psychotically tested we make sure that there's absolutely no heavy metals pesticides or chemicals in them we get them organic as often as possible which is most of the time uh you know again the loving care that our farmers put into our hemp and growing that i have a manufacturer who is just an absolute genius he lives up in the mountains in colorado and he does an alchemical spagyric extraction technique so he tinctures the herbs And then he takes the herbs and burns them. And then from the ashes, he's able to take the salts and minerals and bring them back into the tincture. So cosmically, it's recombining the body and the spirit of the plant. And then chemically, it's creating all these crazy chemical reactions. And to me, you know, as I was saying before, the whole plant medicine is so important. Like we can look up the pharmacological constituents. We can look up all the pharmacological actions of all of these herbs, but the magic is when you're really using them as whole plants, you know, it's like you can get all the different ingredients of a cake together, but that doesn't make a cake unless you mix them and bake it. You know, it's like, so you have these whole plant medicines. It just makes it so incredibly powerful and effective Um, And then making sure that they're super safe. It just blows my mind. These herbs have really changed my life. You know, I started the formula. I started the company for Remy because I wanted to make him a formula to stop his seizures because genuinely there's nothing I wouldn't do to stop Remy's seizures or to help any child with epilepsy. I mean, there's no, there's nothing more heartbreaking in the world than watching a child go through a seizure. And then, you know, I live in that world now. So I have so many friends whose children have very, very severe epilepsy. So like, if I can help one family get a better night's sleep or have, you know, some sort of a reduction in seizures, I would do anything for that. So I started it for him and for all these other kids, but really I also found myself and like came back to life through some of these herbs also. They're just so powerful. And um, I do believe they are a better way. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, one of the, a better way kind of thing, if what you see with most people with the why a better way is they see something they think is better and then they try it out on themselves and find out whether it's better or not. And when they find out that it is, then they share it. Have you tried most or all of your products on yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, I I mean, I take them all of the time. It's like ridiculous. I mean, I'm the worst salesperson. That's why you're smiling. It is. (laughs) I also, I mean, I, I love my life. I mean, it's challenging, but like, you know, I get to study Chinese medicine. I get to do what I love every day. You know, some of the things about running a business are not my favorite. I'm never going to be an operations person. It's not never going to be my strong suit. Um, But, you know, I love being able to create. I love being able to get to talk to people who are pushing boundaries and innovating. I love getting to play with my son. I mean, he's just an absolute riot. But yeah, no, I, as I was saying, I'm the worst salesperson in the world. Like, I could not sell something 
<laughs> my life depended on it. <laughs> it like I just I can't lie like I really these herbal products are really just amazing so I use them all all of the time <laughs> okay last question what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received or the best piece of advice that you've ever given that's a good question well a piece of advice that I often give, I'm very lucky that I do not have the uh, perfectionist gene, but I think people get very caught up in the big picture of things. So one of the things I often tell other people, particularly parents or particularly people who are struggling to, to make big headway in their health, is something is better than nothing. <laughs> you know, I think we get so caught up in wanting things to be perfect and doing the whole thing. You know, it's like, in Chinese medicine, when I see patients and, you know, they're like, well, I have to revamp my whole diet and change my whole life and do all of this. And I'm like, well, yes, that would be ideal. <laughs> However, why don't we start with, you know, adding a 10 minute walk in every day and, you know, adding an extra cup of water a day, you know, <laughs> like we don't have to, you know, I think we can move imperfectly in the direction of our dreams without having to have it all figured out. So, mm. so that's one piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. It takes a lot of pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. We have enough have... pressure in this society. <laughs> so Chloe, what is next for you? If there's people that are listening to this and they want to connect with you, they maybe they want to come see you because I think you mentioned something about you want to do a go back to having some type of a clinic. What's next for you? And then how can people connect with you? Um, so I should be opening a clinic here in Boulder in the next, it looks like it'll be about two or three months. I am going to also be launching a podcast, which will go into, you know, really focus on the health of our children and kind of the deterioration of that. And again, something is better than nothing, but the reality that, you know, our children are really in a desperate place right now. One out of six kids has a developmental disability, one out of nine kids has ADHD, one out of 32 has autism. I mean, and we can wait around for Western medicine to come up with a one-to-one -one correlation, but that's never going to happen. So, you know, I really want to help people realize that we all need to take action in our homes and in our communities and start, you know, finding a better way mm -hmm. <laughs> in terms of health for our children. So I'll be launching that in the next couple months. Um, and just playing with herbs and more products. But yeah, people can reach me. I have the resource website, remysrevenge.com. That's probably what I'll do the podcast through. And then radicalrootsherbs.com. And people can just email me at chloe at radicalrootsherbs.com if they have any questions. You know, I wanted that to be the last question, but there's something popped <laughs> into my mind, into my head that I forgot that I wanted to ask you about. So I know I was told that I'm supposed to show you my tongue, but uh, <laughs> so what's the story with that? Michaela said, oh, she's going to want to see your tongue. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Um, that's funny. I've never even asked Michaela for, to see her tongue. Um, oh. <laughs> or maybe I have, but so the tongue is an, in, you know, like it's internal, but it's external. It's the way to see the internal state of the body sort of externally. So from the tongue, we're able to tell a lot about how your state of health is. So I'll do mine. So I don't put you on the spot. But okay. like, if you look at my tongue, 
like I have a crack down the middle of it. That's a stomach crack. So I have a lot of food allergies, which is true. And then on the sides, you'll see there are like teeth marks. It looks like it's sort of scalloped. Those are, um, in Chinese medicine, we call that spleen chi deficiency. So you'll often see that if people are studying a lot, worrying a lot, overthinking a lot. Uh, the tip of my tongue is typically a little bit red. So that's a little bit of heart heat from stress and juggling 752 million things at one time. Um, but yeah, so we can actually learn a lot from your tongue. We also take pulses in Chinese medicine. So based on how the frequency of the pulse and the different qualities of the pulse, some practitioners are absolutely amazing and they can tell you, you know, stuff back to your birth from your pulse. I am by no means that sort of a pulse expert. Maybe one day I will be. I probably don't have the attention span to get that good at it. Um, <laughs> I'd rather just ask questions. <laughs> but yeah, Chinese medicine, we have a lot of interesting ways of assessing the health of the body. And tongue and pulse are some of my favorite. I remember the first one of the times I first got into Chinese herbs, I was <laughs> I like wandered into a Chinese herb shop in Chinatown in Brooklyn. And I had just watched a TV show where like somebody went in and like they, the guy looked at their tongue and their pulse and they gave them a bag of herbs. So I went into this like legit Chinese shop and just stood there and I was just waiting for somebody to ask me to like see my tongue. And they clearly only spoke Chinese and I clearly did not. And I was just like, trying to, like debating, just like shoving my tongue like <laughs> and I was like all right I'm just gonna awkwardly leave now I think I bought some ginseng and, and left awesome well Chloe thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today uh I mentioned before I have a daughter in Denver and a daughter in Fort Collins so when I come up there I'm gonna come see you and then we can do this whole tongue thing and make sure that I'm okay sounds good yeah no I'd love to see you <laughs> all right thanks I appreciate you being here thanks Gary so it's time for our last segment, and that is Guess the Why. So what we do is get somebody that's famous that we think we know what their why is. And so this week, we are going to talk about Tom Brady. So everybody knows Tom Brady from the Super Bowl and from playing football. And so what do you think Tom Brady's why is? I have a sense of what I think it is. I think that Tom Brady's why is uh, to find a better way. And I'm not just saying that because that is my why, but, and I want to be like Tom Brady, but when you look at his life and you look at how he's found better and better and better ways to stay young, to stay healthy, to stay active, to stay fit, to stay playing football, right? At this current time, he's 43 and he's uh, still playing at the highest level, just won the Super Bowl. So, he has found better ways to do what everybody else is doing and he's implemented them and he shares them. So to me, that's all about a better way. And so I'd love for your, to hear your opinion in the comments below. Let us know, what do you think about Tom Brady's why? Is it better way or is it something else? So thank you for listening. If you have not yet discovered your why, you can do so at whyinstitute.com. You can use the code PODCAST50. You can get it for half price. If you love the Beyond Your Why podcast, please don't forget to subscribe below. Leave us a review and rating on whatever platform you're using because that'll help more people learn about the why, discover their why, because our goal is to help 1 billion people discover, make decisions, and live based on their why. 
Have a great week. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that through today's guest, you heard how important it is to know your why and how impactful it can be in your life and the lives of those around you. Be sure to head over to whyinstitute.com and discover your why today. Remember, the more you know about yourself, the more you'll know about others. I'm Dr. Gary Sanchez, and I'll see you on the next episode.